This is Hal Stark, prisoner of the 20th century. Yesterday, my computer started eating itself, so I called the manufacturer for help. I'm used to having real people assist me when I have a problem, but instead, I got a recording that told me to press 1 if I wanted new product information, press 2 if I wanted to open a dealership, press 3 if I wanted to talk to other satisfied customers, and press 4 if I had a complaint. I pressed 4 and got the same voice telling me to press 1 if the problem I was experiencing was due to my own ignorance, press 2 if the problem was the result of alien interference, press 3 if this was a crank call, and press 4 if I was completely exasperated by listening to these pre-recorded useless and totally moronic questions. I pressed 4 and much to my relief heard the sound of an actual phone ringing and after 60 or 70 rings I reached what sounded like a real person who said, thank you for calling, please hold. I'm still holding. This is Hal Stark, prisoner of the 20th century. Hey, it's time for Up on Iraq with Ed and Jack. And we're talking cars. Hey, are you bothered by strange sounds in your car? Here are a few tips on how to identify them. How about that tick, tick sound when you turn on the motor and rev the engine? It could be the timing chain or a time bomb. It's time you found out. Just put your heap in neutral and let it roll down the street. If it don't blow, it's a timing chain. Hey, how about that crunch and grind sound when you put the car in reverse? Oh, I hate that. Huh? Could be your gearbox, but it's probably the motorcycle you ran over pulling out of that parking place. Turn off your motor and listen. If you hear, I'm, I'm going to kill you, you crazy, crazy clown, then your gears are fine. <laughs> and how about this sound when you turn on the ignition in the morning? <laughs> that sound means your kid stole the car last night and left it tuned to the local rap station. So turn off the radio or turn on to the music. You'll get off one way or the other. Hey, this is Ed. And Jack, and we're up on Iraq. This is Jacques for Daddy O Radio's Beatniks in the 90s. Our special guest is best known as the least known beat poet. Her name, of course, is... Man. Man. Tell us, Man, what have you been working on recently? Nothing much. Cool. That's what you're best known for for all these decades. Can you read us some of your latest efforts, Man? What was that? Could you read us a new poem? I just did. The title is, What Was That? Cool. No, Cool was actually written by Allen Ginsberg. He renamed it Kaddish, you know, to please his dead mother. Thanks, man. This is Jacques for Daddy O Radio. Hatchet here with a case I call the Routine Supply Run. In Dogtown, nobody has to answer to anybody, but you still gotta treat everybody like they're carrying a 9mm. The speed limit is up and my Yugo is down with it, and I was cruising all night because the traffic was light. I was relieving a little stress and working my load of overcooked celebrity cases when another run in with Dogtown's law enforcement omnipresence. Hello, Hatchet. This one's mug looked like he'd been run over by his own hog. I knew it was you, by the smell. Must be my herbal ecstasy air freshener officer. I wasn't speeding, was I? Well, there may be some mess in your madness, Jack. <laughs> Look, I'm on a case here, pal. Smells like a case and a half to me. 
Not that I don't appreciate law enforcement officers. Jack, yes, yes, you're up to something, aren't you, Hatchet? A chippy in hippie town, huh? Maybe some numbers to crunch at the dog town dog track, huh? No, wait, I got it. Still busting salad bar abusers, right? Achoo! Oh, is that my loogie in the French dressing? Faith in the gutter! I get it. You're one of those funny cops. Ha! How's the mayor? Still on hiatus. Thanks to you. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask you to come with me. Okay, but ask me nicely or I'll have to shoot you and try to escape. <laughs> you cops, you know, someday people in this country will wake up and realize that cops is just a show to prepare them for the loss of the Fourth Amendment. Rave on, Jackie, me boy. One day, your door will be kicked down and it'll seem like something you thought you saw on a damn TV show. And what are you going to do about it, gumshoe? But it won't be a TV show, it'll be your real life. But you won't know because you'll be waiting for a commercial to cut in. But you'll be... Attention. Put your hands up and step out of the Yugo. You go. Has our hero fallen off his last soapbox this time? Find out next time on Jack Hatchet, Dick in Dogtown. Keep your trail hot at a bookmark now. This is Hal Stark, prisoner of the 20th century, <coughs> and I've got summer sinuses. It happens to me every year, and for a long time I didn't know whether it was the pollution, the pets, or the pollen. I hardly ever left my air-conditioned office, sitting there blowing my nose and trying to read through puffy eyes the results of my last allergy test. I finally discovered I was allergic to the very tissues into which I was emptying my red and runny nose. <coughs> I went back to using old-fashioned handkerchiefs, but my postmodern drip was running far ahead of my hanky supply, so one desperate afternoon I cut up the cotton curtains in my bedroom into neat little nasal-sized squares, then my sheets, pillowcases, and finally my pajamas. So here I lie, naked on a bare mattress with a sodium vapor streetlight casting a ghastly orange pallor through my curtainless windows. I have to wind this up now because I need to make better use of this script I'm reading. This is Hal Stark, prisoner of the 20th century. <laughs> Greetings. This is Max Midas with the Midas Touch. How many times has a faulty memory embarrassed you in front of friends and business associates? Can't remember? Then you need the Midas Memory Maximizer. And here it is. Let's say you're at a convention and up walks Dorothy Snowden, a really good-looking sales rep from a hot area. It's time to mix business with pleasure, but you won't get much of either if you don't remember her name. Let's maximize your memory. Think of a famous Dorothy, like Judy Garland in The Wizard of Oz. Now superimpose Judy's face like a mask on Miss Snowden's. And Snowden becomes snowed on. Visualize a pile of snow on top of Judy's head and you've got... Dorothy Snowdon. Get it? Okay, the next night at the big banquet, here she comes, all by herself and looking good. Draw up that visualization and say, well, if it isn't Toto's Slushhead. This is Max Midas with the Midas Touch. A survey of 1,000 elementary teachers reports that textbooks are often so outdated that students get the wrong information. I wonder if that explains how people could grow up and vote for Pat Buchanan. It's time for Up on a Rack with Ed and Jack. And we're talking cars. Used, Used cars. cars. <laughs> hey, we got one here in the living room garage to show you what to look out for when you're buying one. See if it's been in an accident. Check under the bumper for scraps of torn clothing or toy fragments like this doll's arm. <laughs> then try the mix and match test. 
after an accident, some guys replace the part with a part from another car because it's cheaper. Now, this beauty here is a mid-80s Ford with an Oldsmobile grill, a Pontiac right rear fender, and what looks like a set of Plymouth taillights. Pretty suspicious. Frame damage is hot at a spot. This car leans about a foot to the left, and the doors on the driver's side have been welded shut, and it has the number 32 painted on the hood. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> hey, lots of mooks out there think they can cover up an accident with a coat of paint. Put your hand on the hood. If it sticks to the car or comes away the same color, watch, watch out. out. Hey, this is Ed. And this is Jack. And we're up on a rack. Yes, of course, I'm Dunk Duncan. These are my memoirs. I remember I had just broken up with Fritz Feld after we were in Tomorrow's Gal together. My boyfriend, Harry Von Zell, was very upset. He was George Burns' right-hand dog, so that finished me with the Burns. I was so mad, I marched right into Sam Goldwyn's office and challenged him to a slapping contest. <laughs> well, I had nothing to lose, but it was so funny, we just had to laugh and laugh. But the romance department of my life was in the dumps, so I went to see Rose. Oh, was it the Mocombo? Oh, I don't know. It was one of those bots on Sunset Boulevard. And I went with Farley Granger, an old friend who I took under my wing when he was an upstart actor. So muscular. I said, Farley, Farley, I don't know what I want. And he said, Dot. Have the melanin season. Oh, he always knew what I wanted. Oh, and he laughed and laughed. Oh. This is Hal Stark, prisoner of the 20th century. Yesterday at my local library, I asked the lady behind the desk to direct me to the history section. She said she preferred to call it herstory, emphasizing the experience of women. I thought she was kidding until she opened up the new Webster's College Dictionary, and there it was. Herstory, along with woman spelled M-Y-N to keep the men out. I discovered that waiter had become waitron. Can you imagine calling out, check please, waitron? I told her it all seemed artificial to me, and the librarian complimented me on the political correctness of saying artificial instead of the sexist term man-made. As I leafed through the dictionary, I noticed that the editors had come up with no alternatives for manhandle, manhole, manhunt, and manslaughter. Wouldn't it be more politically correct to read about the waitron wanted for person slaughter who disappeared down a person hole to avoid the person hunt in progress? This is Hal Stark, prisoner of the 20th century. Greetings, this is Max Midas with the Midas Touch. Even if you're as poor as a church mouse, you can sound like a fat cat once you learn to talk like Trump with my new rich rap cassette. The next thing you know, you'll be sitting down in a bar in some ritzy joint laying this line on the glitzy guy or gal of your choice. Uh, excuse me, could you help me with a little problem? Uh, I'm going to pop for a pair of Porcini Benz convertibles, and I don't know, should I stick with the heated power mirrors, ivory fuel flap, and leather lumbar memory seat, or do I go all the way with the Burl Walnut steering defoggers, curbside radar watchers, and exterior freeze alert? Next thing you know, they'll be driving you to some type A party in their Porcini Benz. Next day, hit them up for some upscale advice on your wardrobe. Ask them, do you think I'm the Giorgio Harmonica 12-piece two-button lambskin pullover with a French pencil neck peak collar, or the Yves Saint Stool putting coat with the extra deep sheep dip pockets? Doesn't matter which one you go for, they'll never see it. It's being altered to fit the seats of your new Porcini Benzes. This is Max Midas with the Midas Touch. Dick and Dogtown here with a case I call Mostly Nuts and Bolts. 
The cops took my car, but by the time they figured how to hitch up a Yugo to tow, I had hightailed it to Topanga. Now I had to hitch my way up into Cilantro Canyon. Dot was at the top and about to go over the edge. Dot Duncan was a longtime theatrical doyen from Blue Cups, Connecticut, but lately they'd been dragging her out of the Dogtown Canal, raving about her early years with Mickey Rooney. Celebrity crisis management called me to help clean up her latest mess, and hey, somebody's actually stopping to pick me up. Orale, cabrone. I don't believe in miracles, but I got picked up by Louie Angel, an out-of-work Mexican farm worker. I'm not Mexican. I ain't determined in Central America. I'm heading up to the old Duncan compound, compañero. That Duncan, don't even go there. Daddy Duncan, she gone funky. Angel said he'd worked in her garden, hacking away at the jacarandas and helping her cut and cull the cucoloco plants until she... Say... Wait a minute. See, her cuckoo loco, she secretes from the plant onto her smoothies. Dear sweet Dot C. Doe is overdosing again. Oh, big time. Dot, she used it as a sunblock because she said the sun protection factor is papa free. Once upon a time, she used to have me cut her kimchi close to the Suddenly, he turned into six ladies at a lunch table, all talking at once. But now she had me brushing her luggage and watering her cat. Finally, I had to say, no more her shata, Julio. Mira, 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 Sarvina, there she is now. Are you sure you want to go there? Oh, hurry, honey, this is earthquake weather. Oh, Jack, you look tired. I was born tired. And I felt like I'd landed on the lost planet of pancake makeup. Hurry, hurry. Oh, look at the time. The colossal hoax of clocks and calendars. <laughs> the devil hangs around like earrings on the shoulders of a girl from New Jersey. Far out. <laughs> the incessant applause. Oh, thank you. Yes. She was dressed kind of post-mad. Mad magazine. She was wearing two skirts and the one over her head fit like a circus tent. Oh, Jack, don't you want to... Cucoloco shake. <laughs> she was shaky, all right. She was like a dark bar with a bad TV. I didn't get her, and I didn't know why I was still there looking at her. I hear your voices, Jack. <laughs> oh, Jack, darling, did I ever tell you there were three Mickey Rooney? Mm -hmm. Yes, it was just like Lassie. When yeah. one little Mickey would right. get tired, they'd just bring on another one and we'd laugh and laugh. Oh, hell, Dot, I don't go to the pictures anymore. Oh, I remember when I broke up with Mickey, I went out with Harley Granger to the Mocombo or one of those Watson's and said, Bolivar. And I said, Farley, Farley, I don't know what I want. And he said, Dot, have the melanin season. <laughs> he always knew what I wanted. <laughs> and then we'd laugh and laugh. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, take it easy, Dotty, dear one. And try some of these. I still had a sample of Equidose left from the first episode in my pocket. I slipped it down her throat, and the 18 Asian herbs and spices went to work. This will help, honey. That would hold her till Angel returned from the Mexicatessen with the Pepto-Bismol and plantains. See? Has Jack found the secret to the secret Cuckoo Loco secretions? Wow, wow. Find out in future adventures of Jack Hatchet, Dick in Dogtown. Keep your trail hot. Add a bookmark now. Hello, I'm Hal Stark, prisoner of the 20th century, and I'm hooked on junk. 
junk mail. It all started when Ed McMahon sent me a letter announcing through a window in the envelope that I had already won $10 million. But something inside me, maybe it was my sanity, kept me from buying the necessary subscriptions to Wet Women Athletes and Closet Design Monthly. I had hardly recuperated from that rags-to-riches and back-to-rags-again roller coaster ride when I received an envelope with a printed, handwritten scrawl on the outside saying, Don't open this unless you've decided to open this. Inside was a check for $1 million from astrologer Dame Edith Root Mandrake, predicting that someone would honor this check if I walked in wearing one of her royal presidential power pendants. I ran the idea through the shredder, miraculously transforming the letter into repacking material, and sent that pitiful pendant back to Dame Edith. This is Hal Stark, prisoner of the 20th century.